Hola, bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Marie. Before we get started with this episode, I have a quick question for you. What are you doing to improve your Spanish this summer? Summer is a time for vacations, for getting away, and you might even be planning on visiting a Spanish-speaking country. So it is the perfect time to improve your conversational skills because let's face it, if you've been learning Spanish for any length of time and you haven't been having regular conversations, you are going to fall behind. So this summer, we are not gonna let you do that. Here at Spanish Con Salsa, we are offering a summer boot camp. This is an eight-week boot camp that will focus on Caribbean Spanish and also Spanish grammar. So we're gonna be looking specifically at the past tense. A lot of people get confused between el imperfecto, el preterito, when do I use which one? And we're also gonna be exploring the Caribbean with Puerto Rican Spanish, Cuban Spanish, and Dominican Spanish. So you will have an opportunity opportunity to improve your Spanish and you'll also be able to attend regular conversation practice sessions facilitated by a native speaker all as a part of our Spanish fluency club this summer so if you are interested go to spanishconsalsa.com slash summer that's spanishconsalsa.com slash summer Registration is open now through Sunday. We have limited spots available. So if you're interested, I encourage you to press pause now before you listen to this episode. Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. If you haven't been feeling motivated to study Spanish lately and you want to get unstuck, today's episode is for you. You'll get to hear part of a coaching call that I had with Jessica and how we helped her find time to start studying Spanish on a regular basis, even though she's working six days a week. I am sure that hearing our conversation will give you some new ideas that you can incorporate into your own routine. Así que vamos a empezar. Let's get started. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola, queridos oyentes. Bienvenidos al episodio 105. Welcome to episode 105 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. Just a heads up before we start, next week of the podcast is going to be a little bit different. I'll actually be releasing an episode every day next week starting on Monday. So instead of just one episode on Tuesday, I'll be releasing a new episode every day from Monday through Friday next week. And each episode will coincide with an action step for the 2021 Spanish Fluency Goal Setting Challenge. So each day there will be an action step and listening to the podcast for that day will go along with what you have to do for the challenge. So make sure you sign up for the challenge and next week you'll be able to follow along with us. And I'll also be doing a live workshop to personally walk you through the strategies that I talk about on the podcast. 
So if you want to join me live and get your questions answered, make sure you sign up for the challenge. Do it now before you forget. It's okay to pause this episode and come back. Normally I would never say that, (laughs) but is that important? Because we're going to get started right on Monday. And if you're not signed up by then, you're going to miss it. So go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash 2021 and then come back and hit play and continue listening to this episode. I hope you signed up already. If not, make sure you do SpanishConSalsa.com slash 2021 and we will be getting started in just a few days. Okay, now let's get to the topic for this episode. Just to give you a little background, this is an excerpt, as I mentioned, of a coaching call that I have with Jessica, and she is actually a member of the Spanish Con Salsa Fluency Club. That's our private community where we have group classes, weekly Spanish conversation practice, and a whole lot more. I won't get into all the details of that right now. I'll talk about it more next week because we will be opening the doors to new members in January. But I mentioned that because as a part of the membership, I provide coaching to help members get unstuck and to stay motivated because let's face it, sometimes we just need a little boost to keep moving forward. Jessica reached out to me because she bought some courses, but months and months had gone by and she just wasn't using them sound familiar? (laughs) I know if you're anything like me, you signed up for courses before and they still might just be sitting there and you may not have even opened them yet. So Jessica was dealing with this. She had signed up, but she wasn't really finding time in her schedule. And week after week was going by that week after week turned to months and months. And she realized she just wasn't getting started, even though she knew there was this motivation for wanting to become fluent in Spanish. So I hope you enjoy this conversation and that you'll hear some insight and that you'll relate to Jessica's story uh, and that what we go through in that process I take her through uh, may also help you as you reflect on where you are right now with your Spanish as we end out this crazy year 2020 and get started with a new year. Okay, so here is the conversation with Jessica. Jessica, ¿cómo estás? Cuéntame. Más o menos. I feel like I just, I am off track. Um, trying to figure out a way to be on track, stay on track. The first thing I like to do before I even get to like your Spanish goals, because I obviously want to talk about that too, because that's important. But I think since you're looking at it from, you know, trying to find time, I think a good use of our conversation would be first to see if we can identify some time that yes. you can use and then sort of look at what you can do with that time. Does that sound good? There you go. Yes. Okay. So, okay. So how is your routine in the morning? So you, you wake up at four 30 and it sounds like it takes you about an hour to get ready for work and do everything you need to do before you leave. Uh, is that yes. Right? Right. Yes. So you've got that hour. And then while you're at work, do you have any time for breaks? I do uh, 15 minutes for me, 15 minutes for the guide dog, and then lunches are 30 minutes for me, 30 minutes with the guide dog. Ooh, you know what I was thinking? Thinking maybe I can combine, if I can squeeze enough time, to combine me and baby's lunch together and then use her lunch for my sessions. Yeah, because I mean, I imagine while she's eating, you don't have to be managing that too much, right? (laughs) No. (laughs) Get her food ready. So you might have some time then during your break. So how much time would you think you could squeeze in and still take care of your guide dog um, during your break? 
Um, I want to say about 15 minutes, but I'm a very slow learner, so I would end up rewinding things and practicing things, and it would take me well over 15 minutes. But maybe I can get started then and maybe finish while I'm waiting for the bus or on the bus ride home or something. All right. So you have, so part of your commute is you take the bus. So you have some time where you're taking the bus to work and back home? Yes. Okay. So you've got two commutes and about how long are you on the bus for? 20 minutes. So you've got two commutes for 20 minutes and then you've got potentially 15 minutes in the middle of the day that you could use for study. So how many days a week uh, do you work? Is it five days a week? Standard? Six. Six days a week. Okay. Yeah. So you've got six days a week where it sounds like your schedule is pretty set, which is actually good because you have some structure. Yes. Uh, I think right now a lot of people are struggling with, you know, with, with um, COVID times, right? Like there are people struggling with keeping a consistent schedule, but it sounds like you have the opposite problem, like the problem we all had before, <laughs> yes. which is just having too much to do. So I think, though, you have a, a perfect opportunity to fit in some Spanish and make it really a part of that routine because it's so set. So that's the good news. Um, yes. The challenge would be is to figure out which activities you can do during that time uh, and also to see if there's time potentially on your day off that you might be able to spend maybe 30 minutes or so instead of just those 15-minute time slots. So do you think there's any time on your day off where you could potentially also fit in some dedicated study time? Yes, there's somewhere, somewhere in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I try to get everything done, but I literally only have, I think, maybe one day out of the week that I can actually say, you know what, let me sit down and do something for me. Yeah. However, one day a week is not enough for me. I really want to do something where I can actually um, put this into like a routine. I put it in a, a part of my work schedule. Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds good. So I think you have something to work with. I guess my, my only other question would be, what do you think is the best time of day for you? Because a lot of this is about managing energy. So I know a lot of people talk about time management, but I think that it misses the mark because it, it misses out on, you know, your individual personality. Some people are good at night. Some people are good in the morning. I mean, I'm a night owl. So for me, when I hear waking up at 4.30 a.m., like internally, my <laughs> brain doesn't compute that. <laughs> I'm but, I like to do both. I can definitely do both. Okay. But yeah, but I mean, I think part of managing time is more about managing your energy. So in other words, you don't want to plan to do things that are very, um, that will require a lot of mental energy or any type of energy, right? Like even physical energy, you wouldn't want to do like go out and run a mile when you're tired, right? I know. So it's <laughs> with learning, right? It's like your brain also gets fatigued, obviously. So you want to do things when you're fresh. That way you're not wasting time. I think a lot of times people go, well, this is the only time I have. And then you just sort of plan to do something without actually taking into account that it might not be the best time for you to do it. So um, I think having some awareness around that is great. So I just want to ask you for your day off, what do you think is the best time of day for you to spend some dedicated study time and about how much time do you think you could spare? Keeping in mind, you have all your other responsibilities, but you do want to mark out this time for yourself. So what does that look like for you? Is it a morning? Um, is it afternoon? Is it evening? What do you think that would look like on your day off? Um, I want to say in the uh, afternoon, maybe around one, two o'clock. After our brunch, after our, because we wake, try to wake, I try to wake, get some sleep, wake up a little later on a Sunday morning. It's my only day off. I want to sleep in and I get up, make coffee, make breakfast, clean the kitchen, which takes me all day. I need a maid. 
<laughs> I need a maid. You and me both. Um, but after the breakfast, my brunch rush, um, I think I would. I can be able to put some time in there um, before I, I can sit down and actually do something. Because I feel like that's my block of time mm-hmm. in the middle of the day before I actually have to start getting ready for work again. And was that would that look like maybe about a half an hour or an hour? How much time? I want to start off with a half an hour, but how yeah. I want to make it an hour, but I don't want to start off too big and right. end up not doing it. No, that's perfect. I think a half an hour is plenty of time, especially if you're focused and you have a plan. So, yes. so let's look at this. I think that um, the reason why I wanted to mention that first is because I think that's a great place to start. So you want to start with the time where you know you'll be able to be attentive. And not only will you be able to retain some of what you learned during that time, but you'll also be able to plan what you're going to do during those work days, because during those days, you're going to have maybe 15 or 20 minutes. You're not going to have time to sit there and figure out, like, what am I going to learn today? Like, you're going to have to have something queued up and prepared, right? Yes. So that's a great time to start off your week, right? And, And decide, okay, what am I going to focus on this week? And then you can plan out for the rest of the week, well, what am I going to do during my commute? What can I do during my lunch break? Do I want to do that every day? Because, you know, obviously daily exposure is best, but as you said, you don't want to sort of um, try to do too much, right? I think a lot of us, we we go, okay, I can do this every single day. And then reality is maybe I don't feel like doing that every day. And it's really not necessary. I mean, of, of course, it's ideal if, if you're studying language full time, but you want to be realistic as well with like sort of what your bandwidth is and how much you can actually retain. So yes. for, for you, what is it? What does it feel like? Do you think you could do maybe three days a week during the work week and also that half an hour on your day off? Um, I want to definitely start off with that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because again, like you mentioned, a week, once a week is not enough, right? So we know once no. a week isn't enough, but if we try to go every day, it could be overkill. So we want to find a happy balance in between that we can stick to because if you don't stick to it, what's going to happen? You're going to be right back at this place where you feel discouraged. Yes. You're like... I failed at my goal of studying Spanish for four hours every day. Like, obviously, you're going <laughs> to fail at that, right? So something manageable. So I think you have the time, right? Like, we all kind of do have the time, but I think it's just a matter of us. Like you mentioned earlier, I think what you said was great, making it a priority, time for yourself. Yes. You know, this is your time for you to do something that you want to do for yourself, not for work, not for someone else, not taking care of your dog as, as amazing as your guide, your guide dog sounds. <laughs> she is awesome. <laughs> um, that you have to do things for you as well. So I think marking out that time and making that commitment, you know, I would start, I would encourage you just to start off by putting that time on your calendar. Yes. So you just say like, okay, after brunch on Sunday, I'm going to spend a half an hour. So from one to one thirty or whatever it is put that on your calendar just for like the next four weeks, right? Because another thing I think we do when we're setting goals, we're making plans is we do things in perpetuity, which I don't know about you, but for me, I always frown on those things because it feels like it's going to be forever, right? And literally your brain doesn't do good with computing forever. It does good with like, what are we going to do today, this week, this month? When you start to say this year, it get you know it gets a little bit too far out. So we want to find again like that sweet spot. So I think for you, just kind of carving out that time and then putting it on your calendar is a is a good start. So we start out with that half an hour. So now the question is, what are we going to do with that time, and how are we going to plan the rest of the week? So I want to ask you now about specifically with Spanish, and I know you you joined the membership and you you've been trying to get started and figure out what's the best way. But what has worked for you in the past and how do you feel 
what do you feel like you need to work on the most right now with your Spanish? Like, what's that one thing that bugs you that you're like, I really just wish I could nail this one thing and I'm and I'm not great at it? Um, remembering. Okay. Um, I have a hard time um, retaining information. Um, I can repeat it again and again and again. However, if it doesn't stick in my brain, what good is it? You know, it's useless right. if I can't remember what it is I learned. And do you have any... Uh, particular interest like what what was your sort of motivation for for setting this goal of wanting to become fluent in Spanish like what was your what's like sort of what's driving that that desire um, I'm Cuban and my family's from Cuba and so when I first started this I bought this um the Cuban 101 mm-hmm. um the I bought the book and it came with the link the I think a link or something and then I heard about this and I think it came with the link for this. I don't know. It came for something. And then that led me to you. Okay. And so once I found that, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm just so eager. I want to learn more. I want to learn more. And I was like, I want to learn because I want to be able to go to Cuba and not feel like an immigrant over there. Um, because my family, they're all from there and they all speak Spanish. They don't speak English. And I feel like I'm the only one. Like I speak Spanish, but it's just not their Spanish. And it's still, I still don't know enough. I feel like I don't know anything when I go to my country. So I would definitely encourage you, and, and this is something to keep in mind, because I think there's something we'll have to plan um, after you kind of get into a rhythm. Yes. But I would, I would definitely try to encourage you that uh, maybe, maybe three or four weeks out, once you sort of get back into the swing of things, to start scheduling that half an hour time that you have on Sundays to have a conversation. Um, yes. And specifically to find someone from from Cuba. And I can help you with that as well, because I have some recommendations um, to do some one on ones. But I mm-hmm. think it will help you since you already said that you have been able to speak Spanish, but you don't speak their Spanish. So, again, yes. Cuban Spanish, as you already are aware, um, is I mean, it's Spanish. Right. But but there are some intricacies with with like some of the vocabulary, with the different accents. And if you're not, you know, as familiar with it or you, you speak in a different way. Um, then people will sort of notice that, okay, you're not from here, right? Yes. So you you wanna I would I would encourage you, and this is something that I, I I really, you know, harp on, even though people tell me all the time, oh, Spanish is just Spanish. I say, no. No, it's not. <laughs> you, you have a specific goal. So I want you to dedicate a hundred percent of your time when it comes to, you know, whether it's a language exchange or a conversation partner, um, or if it's content that you're looking at to use, which we'll talk about in a second with, um, with using things in context. But I think that you need to just dedicate to Cuban resources, to having, having conversation partners from Cuba, from talking to people from there, that way you'll get used to that accent. And that's, that's your home base because that's where your family's from. So you really don't need to Um, spend a lot of time when it comes to sort of listening comprehension as well as conversation with sort of like Mexican Spanish or you know Spanish from Spain I mean it's great if you can understand that but it sounds like you have a very specific goal so I would really target your focus in on that goal so anytime you're looking for uh, maybe you want to read a news article you want to look at a YouTube video or maybe you want to like I just said you know book a conversation with a tutor just make sure they're from Cuba. I mean, it just, it's the easiest way to make sure that you meet your goal faster because if you spend time sort of listening to other things or talking to folks from other places, it's good. Yeah, you get practice, but it's not going to help you with your specific goal as well. You can, you can always do those things, but again, to be the most effective, I would just sort of laser focus on making sure that your exposure is from the island. Um, I think that when you're dealing with learning, 
uh, and practicing, you don't want to do that with family, quite honestly, right. because family is not trained to to teach you and to help you in that way. If you start with that in mind, like, you know, and just try to visualize like yourself having conversations with your family in Cuba, maybe it's a dinner, maybe it's an event coming up, maybe you plan to travel again or, or go to a family function once we can, you know, meet again as family. Um, yes. That if you have that in mind, just try to think of a way that you can sort of keep that present. So sort of keep that idea of you being able to talk to your family without sort of feeling like an immigrant, like what you said. You don't want to feel like an immigrant when you're in Cuba. So kind of imagine the opposite of how you want to feel and try yes. to keep that, find ways to keep that front of mind. So okay. so that that's kind of like where I, where I would start. So it sounds like you already have a foundation in Spanish, but maybe it's a little bit rusty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were working through the Cuban Spanish course. Let's see. So would you say your main goal is conversation or because you said that your problem is you keep forgetting things. So yes, is it vocabulary? Is it grammar? Like, what is it exactly that you're forgetting? Usually it's vocabulary, but I'm just curious. It, yeah, it's all of it. Um, I can I if I can remember, like I'm the kind of person I feel like I have to repeat it again and again and again and again. Like I'm literally again, like I feel like my brain it's like it's like a, I don't know my brain just doesn't know how to retain anything and so I feel like if I repeat it over and over and over and if I use it into a conversation I think I'll be able to get it but what I've noticed I see myself doing is listening to the Cuban Spanish 101 and just kind of repeating and just keep listening again and again I feel like I'm just rewinding and listening over and over and over and I don't know if that's how I'm supposed to do it or if there's a better way of doing it, but I feel like I find myself doing that because I want to learn, but I keep rewinding and repeating and repeating. And I'm like, okay, what was that word again? And I'm trying to do, cause they have the dialogue where I listen to the dialogue and then they have you, I think, repeat the dialogue or they go slower and then they speed up the conversation like a little faster. What I would say is, I think what you said is you kind of hit it right, the nail right on the head, right? You said that you need to, you know, sort of do the repetition, but also use it in a conversation, right? Yes. So, which is kind of going back to what I said before about how using some of that time um, on your day off might be good to use that time to have that, have those conversations. Um, and what you could do, and I, I think a lot of times people will schedule sessions with tutors and they just sort of hop on and they just go, I don't know, I just need help with stuff, right? <laughs> what you could do is you could share that dialogue um, with them and say, hey, look, this is what um, this is what I'm reviewing. This is what I'm studying. They'll probably ask you, do you have any questions? And then you can sort of tell them, like, listen, I want to have a conversation reviewing some of this vocabulary or, or the topic as well. A good way to remember things. One, yes, having having the conversations because the repetition helps. So not only are you repeating by listening, but you're also repeating by having to recall it and then use it in a conversation. But then after you do that initial repetition, you'll want to try to recall it again shortly after that. So it's, okay. it's almost like as simple as like when someone's asking you a question, they might say, um, you know, what is your name? And like, you know, you know, in a group and everyone says, what is your name? What is your name? And then they say, okay, what's his name? And you're like, wait, what? I forgot his name already. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> right. But the fact that you have to do the recall 
the fact that you someone has now asked you to recall it and access that memory, then you're going to go, oh, okay, I forgot. Wait, what's your name again? Okay, James. All right, I got it now. I'm not going to forget this time. All right, James needs to go over there. So now you've already repeated it like three times. Like you use, that's yes. how people tell you to remember someone's name, right? They say use their name in a sentence, associate it with something that you already know. That mm-hmm. same thing works with like virtually any word, right? That's why people tell people to do that with names because it works with almost anything. So even if you make up something like funny or silly or like an image that comes to mind or um, a connection or association with another word or sound, then that will help you sort of make it meaningful for you. So try to do that. If there's something that you're struggling with remembering, try to come up with some association for yourself. Um, And then also just work on that instant recall. So one way you can do that is to, while you're on the bus, you know, to use some of the flashcards. And there are flashcards in the app too for the Cuban Spanish course. You can also create your own flashcards with uh, Quizlet because those have audio. So um, you can actually, you know, create some flashcards, whatever works for you, have it on your phone and just listen to that on your commute. You sit down with that dialogue, you listen to it, you do that repetition, and then you go, man, what is it that I'm, I'm not getting here? And then you, you note those things down during that session, you know, on your day off. And then those are the things that you will review and study for the rest of the week. So okay, does that sound like something you might want to try or? Of course, I'm definitely okay. open for everything. Yes. And See, you make me excited about this. See, this, <laughs> I, need, I needed this little boost me up because if I just, I don't know, I feel like I need something. I need this, like having your teacher in the classroom. Like I need to talk to the teacher sometimes. I need it back to get back motivated. Yeah, it helps. I mean, trust me. I mean, you know, I always say this about coaching, like coaches have coaches, right? Like it's like we all need human connection. We all need sort of like that other person to bounce ideas off of because we're here. That's what we do, right? So we, (laughs) so I think, I think um, we already, we have the answers though. And that's the thing that you realize, like in our conversation, you, you did all this, like all this was like you telling me the time you had, what you could do, what you wanted to do. You already have it in you. Just kind of sometimes need to help bringing it out. So, but I'm excited for you. It sounds like we have a plan. Yay! I like this plan. Let's okay. do it. Gracias, Jessica. I hope this was helpful. Yes, it was. Thank you so much. I just love having coaching calls and hearing people go from being confused and not knowing what to do to being excited about getting started again with Spanish. Because let's face it, we are all on a journey. There is no straight line to fluency. Life happens. And sometimes we just need that um, someone else to bounce ideas off of so that we can continue to move forward with some renewed energy. So um, I will be checking in again with Jessica. And I don't know, maybe we'll have her on the show to talk about her progress as she moves forward. Now, remember, next week on the podcast is all about our 2021 Spanish Fluency Goal Setting Challenge. So starting on Monday, January 4th, every single day, we'll have a new episode of the podcast to walk you through the action steps for the challenge. So don't forget to sign up. If you didn't listen in the beginning, definitely do it now as this episode is ending. SpanishConsalsa.com slash 2021. It's an absolutely free challenge, but we give you all the guidance you need to come up with a realistic plan that will actually get you towards fluency, not just spinning your wheels in another new year, but actually getting you to take the steps um, and do the things that matter because that's what it's about, right? I mean, you can listen to uh, podcasts, you can sign up for a bunch of courses, but if you're not actually seeing the progress that you wanna make, what are you really doing, right? What are you getting out of this idea of just saying that you're studying Spanish, but not actually meeting any goals? So I'm gonna hopefully get you out of that sort of 
a perpetual process of just studying for the sake of studying, but not really sure where you're going and if you've even made it a step closer to fluency. Okay, so make sure you sign up for the challenge. I hope to see you next week, also in our live workshop, where I'll be walking you through some of the principles that we're going over on the podcast. And as always, I hope that something that you heard today has helped you go one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual. Hasta próxima. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com. Salsa.com.